Friends, I'm Dulce Sloan, and welcome to That Black Ass Show, a podcast celebrating the Black TV shows, movies, plays, and all other types of Black content that have and continue to shape the world. This week, we're talking about the movie Brown Sugar. Released in October of 2002, this romantic comedy follows two childhood friends as they fall in love with each other and navigate their separate yet overlapping romantic relationships and careers. Sydney Sid Shaw, played by Sanaa Latham, is a hip-hop magazine editor at XXL, while Andre Romulus Dre Ellis, played by Tay Diggs, is an A&R exec at a hip-hop record label. This movie also stars Queen Latifah, Yassine Bey, a.k.a. Most Def, Nicole Ari Parker, and Boris Kojo. Directed and written by Rick Famuyewa, the movie was also co-written by Michael Elliott. And fun fact, the movie was co-executive produced by one Urban Magic Johnson. Today's guest is comedian, actor, friend, and writer, Sydney Washington. You've seen Sydney on Broad City. She's the co-host of the Unofficial Expert podcast with Marie Faustin on Forever Dog. And you can also catch her on her Instagram live show called Sid Can Cook. I got to do an episode of her doing shrimp fried rice. She is hilarious and it was a great time. All right, so here is my interview with Sydney Washington about the movie Brown Sugar. Sydney! Yes. Sydney! Oh my God. Why did you choose to discuss this movie today? Well, there's this really ongoing question. Can two heterosexual people, a man and a woman, <laughs> be friends? Can they be friends oh. without falling in love with each other? Is it possible? And this oh. movie shows you absolutely not. And I stand by that. I stand by that. Yes, sometimes you can be friends with the opposite sex and they be like funny and successful and attractive. And you're like, that's not my type because I love dust and he's not <laughs> dusty. So that's not really my brand. But for the most part, if you guys found some way to be friends, there's a couple of things that you might see in that person. You're like, damn, wait, what if we get this going? What if we fall for each other? And this movie was male... this movie was this movie was a perfect example of that. But isn't this movie also just like isn't this movie also love and basketball? Like isn't this the same movie, but instead of a love for basketball, it's a love for hip hop? Isn't yes. it the same movie? Absolutely. Listen, hey, 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 hey. Everybody is rewriting the same plot. Let us live. Let us <laughs> let us remix this shit over and over. First of all, love is being remixed all the time. It doesn't matter what situation we're in. If you say it's a love story or rom-com, nine times out of ten, it already happened. It been happened. Oh, y'all were in a car accident. She's on life support. What is that? Isn't that the notebook or something like that? <laughs> what know. movie is <laughs> what movie where the, or or like she loses her he loses his memory? And then he wakes oh, up. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of loss of memory. Yeah, that was a very common it's theme the, uh, in like soap operas. 
uh, someone loses a memory, someone's in a car accident. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, I didn't understand the significance of person, the significance of this person before I almost lost them. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, you don't know what to have. You know, you don't know what you have until you might lose it. So yeah, there's always in the rom-com where it's just like, I love this person, but we're friends and I shouldn't say anything, but uh-oh, they're going to get married. And if they get married, oh yeah, while you were sleeping, um, <laughs> what a creepy ass title. Uh, but yeah, there was a lot of those rom-coms where it was just like, oh my God, this person, like my best friend's wedding was the same thing where it was like, that was the epitome for, you know, mainstream culture of their friends and, you know, they're actually, it's, well, he's getting married, but it's okay. And cause like Sydney, I have male friends that I, that I don't have a romantic interest in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the heteros uh, can have, because like that was always a discussion like with like guy friends I had growing up. One of my homeboys was like, men and women can't be friends. And I was like, we've been friends since we were kids, you jackass. What are you talking about? But also, I did lose my virginity to that boy. So he might have been right. Also got my first kiss from him. He was, he, he, too bad he's a jackass. Okay, um, see, but that's what it is, Dulce. Like for us ladies, it's, it's up to us if we will allow the friendship to go more than because nine times out of 10, he probably would hook up with you if you would let him nine times uh, out of 10. Like I you can't be- tell me that I'm your friend. If I said, Hey, I really need it tonight. Can you come over? And he's, if he's like, I already called the Uber. He ain't your friend. Oh yeah. I got plenty of guy friends where if I called them, they'd be like, Bitch, get off my phone. Like, how dare you call me with this nonsense? I mean, I just I just think, well, I'm sorry. I don't know if the listeners can tell, but I am gay as hell. And yeah, I've been waiting you, for you to say that part. I am. <laughs> I usually start off with, hey, guys, I'm a lesbian. But I say, you know what? Let them get to know me. Know the voice <laughs> behind the gay. And so <laughs> I, I started off straight uh, because, you know. I was depressed and now I'm delivered. <laughs> I'm I've found where I need to be. But yeah, I used to I used to be friends with guys here and there but not too much. And it's because it there was a couple of situations where it is weird like oh, I think we're spending a lot of time together because we think we can spend time and then I'm starting to see things in them that I didn't see before and I was like, "Wait, do I like you? Do you like me?" And so yeah, I, I just feel like if you find them attractive as a friend, nine times out of ten, you might find them attractive as like a partner. Right. But then it's so funny because like I think as comics, we have so many male friends who are just fucking dirtbags. They're terrible. So, They're so terrible. Bad. They're so bad. And Male comedians like, are terrible spokesmen for the dick. I am, ooh, girl. If they are trying to sell it, I don't want it. No, thank oh you. Oh, my God. And then sometimes when you catch it, you're like, yeah. Because uh, what I think is so interesting is like, dude, you know, I've looked up with comics because they're there. And it's funny because, you know, they're there. You're nice. You're vibing, whatever. And... Like some dudes is like, okay, that was fun. We should do that again. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm not really looking for a relationship. I was like, bitch, nobody asked you for a relationship. I was mm-hmm. trying to ask you to drop it off again. Nobody's trying to date your goofy ass. You sleep <laughs> on a couch. <laughs> what? 
you doing? Why would I date you? I'm successful. You sound wild. But it's, you know, just the, um, the, I guess it's the delusionment, uh, mm, the delusion. That's what it is. The delusion, not delusion is not a word. I was like, delusion of I said, I don't absolutely know. Not. You should absolutely have host, not. so I'm going to let her rock. <laughs> ah, no, tell me I'm wrong. Uh, it's the delusion of some men that are just like, no matter what position that I'm in, a woman will want me and want to date me. And it's like, like, oh, yeah, that's not what I'm looking for. And I'm just like, dude, if I had the choice, I would wear six condoms when I slept with you because there's no way I'm catching a kid when we're goofy ass. And then you have to go, hmm, well, should I be sleeping with this man? Hmm. Yeah, that's where condoms were invented. Praise God. So, like, it's, it's sometimes it's like, I yeah, do say, want to date you. What about being in this, uh, you know, Corona times? You haven't been like scrolling through people's Insta stories and like, you know, we all pent up. We not getting none. You not seeing some of your male counterparts and you're like, you know, he he looking kind of good. He not too bad. Um, I won't let the Rona get in my mind. You know what ah, I mean? Praise be. Praise be. Praise. Proud of you. Praise be, proud praise, of you. Right, right, right. I'm not yeah. gonna let the Rona get in my mind. Um, you know, I'm not gonna, cause this is the thing. If the Rona gets in your mind and you start looking at these cats like, hey, he's not that bad. But before the Rona, you wouldn't mess with him. You wouldn't. And after the Rona, you might have an easier chance to get them because we've been out here in that quarantine. <laughs> quarantine. In that quarantine. <laughs> yeah, the quarantine, the quarantine, in that quarantine. Um, you know, don't let the Rona get in your brain because then when you get out, you're like, you know what? He ain't that bad. I'm going to try to get him. And then when the Rona over and the, the motherfuckers start talking, you're just like, yeah, you are dirt. But, and now yeah. it's like, I convinced myself that you was half decent knowing full and damn well you were a dirtbag and then now i don't you know put my uh my horny blinders on trying to just be out here just trying to do do, 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 do you and then he's gonna talk and then once he talks yeah whenever a guy over. doesn't get sex it's probably because he was talking for sure mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. but that's what i love about this movie is mm-hmm. that you know tay Diggs. Obviously, you know, shorter man. No, no, he's short king. Uh, short king. Short king. Even though he was, there was a little bit of him that was very arrogant. I like yes. the, the, the relationship they had. The things that he said were good. He was funny. They, they had great rapport and chemistry. So he wasn't like a lot of the guys that we are friends with. <laughs> so you, know? you think the movie depicted that gray area between friendship and romantic relationship? Mm-hmm. Do you think they depicted that well in the movie? Yes, yes. Because if you if you grow up with someone for a long time and you have a lot of things in common, and then you get to see the growth and you see them be successful, and you know, you you get to see the journey, that is attractive in itself. You right. haven't seen you haven't seen someone be better and you're like, oh fuck, look at you. Look at yes. you. I am so happy you, to be near you. I, I love that you want more for up. yourself. Yeah. So they saw that in the movie. You, you're like, oh, you know, her hair looks dry, his hairline is messed up, and then they get older <laughs> and get money. And it's like, okay, come on, clavicles. Come on, skin regimen. Okay, y'all. Her skin y'all is amazing. 
Yeah. And then then there's suits involved. It's like, how could you not be attracted to each other? Well, it's like when you see, because I think, like when they get into the movie, I'm fine. But at the beginning of it, it's just like, yeah, my love for hip hop. And I'm like, hurry up, Mm -hmm. hurry up, hurry up. Because the movie's an hour and 50 minutes. 40 minutes of this movie is just cuts to, well, you know, and then hip hop did this and then it did this. And I'm like, bitch, hurry up. Like, I'm but you, wait, like, that's because you don't care about hip hop. But people, the hip hop lovers, they, they love this. They need it. I do care about hip hop. What I'm saying is I understand that you presented that this is the tapestry that the movie is pressed up against. This is the setting that we're in. This is the world that we're creating. I mm-hmm. think sometimes it just got heavy handed because okay. right. Because it's like at the, that little cute thing at the beginning where they're in the flashback, mm-hmm. it's cute. It didn't need to go on for as long as it did. And then there's all these unnecessary cameos from all of these rappers. Also, we always need having, cameos. That's how you sell, I, sell, sell the movie. Listen, I'm always happy to see method man. Okay. Yes. Always happy to see Method. We should have saw more of that. Bruh, he's a beautiful fucking people. We don't talk, I don't think people talk about enough how fine Method Man is. I think we were in the 90s a little bit, you know, and then we kind of stopped. And I'm not seeing him recently. And I'm like, nigga's still fine. And then he's always out here trying to pull a fix. I mean, he's married, but he's like, he was out here campaigning for the big girls. And I was like, oh, I love you even more. Thank you, friend. Mm-hmm. But I um. So I think one of the lines that I did like one of the, my favorite lines in the movie was uh you know when Sydney moves back to New York mm-hmm. to be you know the head editor of Double XL you know remember that magazine which was huge. a big deal which was a big okay. fucking deal love the name Double XL like getting into Double XL or getting into like the source was like a career making interview. As a woman, too. Um, Hello. As a woman being the head of Double XL, as male dominated as hip hop is, um, it was an amazing for her character. But like when she moves back and she was talking about, you know, she was talking to Queen Latifah, who plays her cousin. It's like, you know, men take up a lot of your time, time I don't have. And then, you know, Queen Queen Latifah characters goes, you're starting to sound like a Terry McMillan character, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Because if you're not aware of uh, Terry McMillan. Let's get the backstory on that that people need to know. And, you know, what she did for the culture at the time. Because it's like, I, mean, I want to make sure I, because, you know, she got, she wrote How Stella Got a Groove back, back. In Wait Next Hell were yes. her movies. Mm-hmm. And another movie called Disappearing Acts, which I haven't seen or even heard of uh um, i think sanal nathan was in that with uh wesley snipes what now? yeah am i right she was yeah. yeah 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 yeah. which it seems like sanal nathan is in the same uh brownstone from that movie and brown sugar it's the <laughs> same thing i was like y'all really can't afford um new sets huh same well it looks thing. like they probably just I mean, or they just ended filming and she just stayed in the house and then they just started filming on the next movie. And she's right. like, you know what? I live here now. I live here now. Don't even worry about it. All right, y'all, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back. 
Hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Let's get back into it. So what are some of your favorite moments from the movie? Because that was my one of my favorite moments, that line. It was so funny that Reese, who's uh, Nicole Ari Parker, uh-huh. <laughs> it's so funny that she's the, the love, the, the person who um, Dre ends up being with, right? And mm-hmm. then um, Kelby is, was it Boris Kojo? And, and they're married in real life. It was just- Yeah, so, they got married in 2005. It's like, what a coincidence. The, the problem with the movie is everybody was attractive. Every single Everybody's person. Everybody's beautiful. That's, that not, that's beautiful. not how it works. What happens is, no. oh, my best friend, Dre, I'm Sydney, right? My name is Sydney, and I'm also Sinan I'm Sydney. And then my best friend, So this friend, is why Dre, you picked this movie. Got it. Yeah, Dre. Uh-huh. Dre, yes, Dre could be attractive, right? But not, yes. not as charming as Tay Diggs, right? And then he meets this girl, Reese. Reese is either going to be all the way beautiful or not at all. Like he married her for personality yes. and because she's successful. It's, and then it just so happens that Sydney meets this other hot guy who's like in basketball, who's so well to do. No, Sydney's going to meet some raggedy dude that she met on the six train. That's a <laughs> just is laying down great dick that has potential. He's been working on this uh, screenplay for seven years. Like, let's, let's <laughs> these things need to be more realistic, you know? Well, it's also interesting because, like, when Kelby, like, Boris Kudjo's character hops up and he's just like, yeah, uh, I want to be, because he wants to become an MC. And... Oh, uh, my God. Most Def's character was just like, what? He was like, you want me to be your rap coach? Like, mm-hmm. that's what you want me to be. And I was like, but it was, because, like, there, there's so many times it was like, did you never get to see, like, dudes that are hot like that, like, be funny? Oh, so, oh, oh, but wait, hold on. Did you watch Love is Blind? And when Cameron was rapping in front of Lauren's mom, it kind of felt very reminiscent to that. Wait, Love is Blind. Was on that Netflix. the white boy? Yes, the white boy. I saw the part scientist. of that, because I... I saw it on, um, he was cute though. He was cute. And, but then he was rapping and it was like, oh no, you are definitely a four. There's no way. Yeah. I saw that clip on Instagram and I, was I didn't like, think that was funny at all. I said, I you took it what? all. You took, you're, you're gone too far. <laughs> gone like, too far. Listen, if you're trying to be relatable to a 60 year old black woman who are her mother, strong no. That's a strong no. We don't need this Eminem moment from you, sir. We've never needed an M. Like, we don't. Because I was sitting there, and I just saw the clip on Instagram, and I was like, no, no, tell him, tell him, tell him stop. Tell him and stop. her mother was laughing, and I was like, how much is her mother getting paid? Because no mother would laugh at that. They would be like, you're joking, right? You, why are you, or she was laughing out of embarrassment for him because it was truly ridiculous. So she's just like, I'm going to laugh before I don't say nothing rude <laughs> to this boy. Um, I did, um, cause when you're talking about like white boys rapping, like the Ren 10 moment, the, what is it? Oh, the rapping yeah, down, was... the hip hop Dalmatian mm-hmm. girl. I that was, was like, a good moment. Rolled up. It was a wild moment. Cause I saw him with them coats on and I was like, what are we doing here? And then it's like, yeah, we the hip hop Dalmatians. We all about unity. And I was just like, yeah, this is one of those weird late 90s early 2000s real gimmicky kind of rap group thing 
But it's a real, uh, but it also is a real thing in just the industry. Like gimmicky works. It's something that people can hop on board. Even in comedy, we yeah. see that like if you have something that you can push, that's just like an easy clickable thing. Yeah, it's gonna sell. It, it doesn't matter how corny it is. People are going up. Oh, this is easy to digest. So that's exactly what when I saw those uh those wrapping Dalmatians. Hmm, it's what's going on with this TikTok situation. No. Somebody sent me an IG message and it went to my like other folder. Um, so it's you're been a hit, while you're hidden, you're hit, your hidden messages. Uh, yeah, my hidden messages. Okay, and it was just like somebody was like, Oh, yeah, on my TikTok, I did like a TikTok thing to like uh, one of your stand up routines, and I was just like, Oh, that's interesting, but I was like, Also, I'm not getting TikTok to find you on TikTok mm-hmm. to watch it. I don't, this is an inception of social media that I will not be participating in. Mm-hmm. But I, I got confused by TikTok because TikTok came out. I was like, isn't this just Vine? Yeah. Uh, an upgraded Vine. Because Vine was disappeared. I was like, oh, Vine disappeared. Now it's just like, this definitely came back for no reason and tiktok let's just let's just be honest tiktok is just white people doing moves that black people been doing but now they're going viral because they want yeah. to mm, yeah I mean, uh, so just I basically it's just mainstream culture yes um, that's what it is back back to brown sugar you see how we fucking full circle that shit we, we're, uh, yeah. listen, we are good at interviewing. We are good at staying on task. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say one of my cutest moments is when Kelby and Sydney went to her house after the date and they had the cup of coffee and they were just kind of like, you're just seeing that tension. I'm just like, ah, I know that tension. I miss that tension because you want to have sex, but you don't want to be the one to say anything. So you're just kind of like, oh, I'll just sit here and hopefully this coffee will make me not want to have sex. And then she looks at him and goes, you want to have sex? And I was like, yes. Nobody so is coming to my fun. house late night for coffee. I'll tell you that one. Th- that, that's one. First of all, my coffee's not going to be that good. And second of ah! all, if we doing coffee, you trying to stay up all night and have sex? Because you're not going to get that. Even if you gave me three espressos, you, we have sex maybe for 30 minutes. I'm going to sleep. So Sydney, you're just no. going to be up looking at my forehead. Sydney. What? I don't believe sex should be all night long. Y'all need to stop. Y'all need to grow up and you need to have some responsibilities. And 30, 45 minutes tops. Oh, we going back, back to back up. Sounds like you're unemployed because I got to get up. And I'm tired. I don't go to the gym. I, I don't work out. So when we have sex, I'm putting my all into there. You know, everything like it's coming from like the back of my ass crack all the way up to my shoulders. I'm really putting it out there. I'm putting it down. I think you need to work out. I'm putting it down and I'm laying down and then I'm falling asleep. You know what? (laughs) You you tiny, tiny woman. But I'm full of force and they love it. I hate you. Oh, Uh, you know what? You know what is another good moment in the movie when um, Sydney and Dre finally hooked up and the sex was trash? That's real. That's real. That is real. There's so much... I had that situation with someone where it was just like, for like, you know, there's been like all of this, like we've been flirting back and forth a lot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was like, it was kind of flirting back and forth. But like, at first I didn't know he was flirting with me. Mm -hmm. And so it was just like, 
And then it finally clicked one day, and I was like, oh, I think this man is flirting with me. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, I was just talking to him like a regular, you know, just, I, oh, just, you know, another guy that I know. And then we started flirting. And then he, you know, we came over at the sex time, and it was good, but it was just like a lot. It was team too much. Like, because, like, you know, you get to that, like, when you hook up with somebody after a long time, and you want to impress them. And sometimes it's bad because you're trying to impress them. But then, like, sometimes, you know, you know you've liked somebody for a long time. And you finally hook up. And I don't it's know like what sometimes that is. it's what is there to like somebody for a long time? That I feels can't wrong. Stand you. I cannot stand you. Because it's like, you know, like when you when you have a crush on somebody or you like them for a long time and you finally hook up and you have all these expectations. And sometimes it can end up being trash because it's like I had expectations and they didn't meet these expectations, or it's trash because it's just legitimately bad. Um what do you mean you don't like somebody for what are you talking about, Sydney? You're making you're making my heart hurt. Like what do you mean like, what what? What? What do you mean? I'm, you I'm over thirty. Me? I'm over thirty. Crushes don't exist in my in my age bracket. Okay. How old do you think I am, Sydney? We're both over thirty. You, you are know? twenty-seven in my eyes, Dulce. <laughs> That's all I see. I see twenty-seven. I hear you, but my ovaries say 36. Because <laughs> these bitches are on a rampage. Like, they are really wild. They're really trying to make you human. They're really trying to catch a fetus. And these bitches are loud and proud and out here walking through a crowd. My titties are just grabbing people. Like, I'm like, sir, I'm so sorry. I have no control over what they Hex do. Over easy. I, not- I can't stand you. Hex, Hex Girl, over I'm easy. Trying- I'm trying to get a new life hatched out this egg. I am not trying to poach, scramble, boil, fry. No, I am trying to get a new chick, a new living creature on your Easter Sunday. That's what I'm trying to do. That's what you want to do? I'm trying to make people sit here look like a in this in this climate. You see how trash the world is right now. You want you want to bring somebody into this? Listen, this is the fun thing. If I was forget. if I was a baby right now, I slapped the shit. Like, you know how the doctor slaps the baby on it? I'll turn around and slap my mother and the doctor. Be like, you brought me into this bullshit right now? So fucking coronavirus right now? And you want to bring me into this? You selfish, selfish bitch. That's what I would do. I'd slap shit this out of everybody. This is what you everybody have to is remember. Getting, everybody is getting an uppercut from me. If I was a baby born right now, Idiot. if I got born yesterday, oh, I'm karate chopping everybody. They're going to try to cut the, the umbilical cord. I said, ah, 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 I'm going back. I'm going back in. I'm going back in. Y'all bring me out when this shit is over. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Sydney, what you have to remember is that it's always been trash. Mm-hmm. People are trying to act like that this is some new shit. Sydney, yeah. we didn't used to have indoors. Then we didn't used to have indoor plumbing. Then, you know, women didn't have any fucking rights. Black Ugh. people didn't have any rights. Listen. Imagine being a baby born during slavery. Woo-wee. I can't even think that, about it. I can't. Just uh, furious. I can't. And that's Upset. why. Le- oh, let me bring it to you. Sometimes you see like um, black babies and they're just um, they they look like they have an old soul. Mm-hmm. It's because of that. It's because of slavery. <laughs> yes, I was just born. But bitch, my ancestors have been through it. So I'm tired for them. <laughs> That's what that means. That's what that is. The baby just is like, ah, ah, ah. you know what it is. <laughs> you know what it is. 
that was me. I was one of those babies. If you see my pictures when I was a kid, I looked so much younger than when I did when I was in the fourth grade. When I was in the fourth grade, it was like, girl, do you have seven jobs? Why are you so tired? <laughs> and did they put you to work over there? I've always had a baby face. That's why no one ever knows how old I am. I know. I always, I've always said the cheeks and I've always said like, I don't you, know. Your it's, face is very it's, full. It's great. We love it. You're jealous. Thank you. Thank you, Sid. Thank you, mm -hmm. Sid. Yes. You're always hitting on me, Heffa. Um, you know, just trying to for the culture. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sydney. I'm just here to get love and to show love. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, who are your love and favorite? Love uh, So, like, who is your favorite? Um, no, I don't want to ask that. Um, so, what do you think about, like, the romantic chemistry about the couples in the movie. I want to specifically talk about uh, Francine, played by Queen Latifah, and uh, Kavi, played by Most Deaf. What do you think? Most Deaf. What do you think about their little romantic chemistry? Awkward. I was like, I Awkward. see. I, I said, I see where you're doing. You're like, oh, opposites attract. You know, you know, she's way taller and bigger than him, and he's like shy and coy, and he, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's never been with a woman before. I see what you're trying to do there, but it's just like mm, it looked forced. It looked forced. It was forced. But I love both characters. I think they're individually great together. No, no, no it seemed. It seemed really weird but i can't say um i have gotten with dudes and one day looked up and been like what did, what did, how did how this happen because you know, like some guys like some guys i know like all of their exes if you lined them up it's just different versions of the same girl yeah or like my ex he starts dating this other girl and we get back together and apparently there was like a picture of this girl like he'd give her, she'd given him like this Valentine's thing or whatever. A picture was in it. It was like one of those like wallet sized photos, and it was like half underneath a let like something on his nightstand. And I look over and I'm just like, when did I take this picture? And I picked the picture up and I was like, oh, this isn't me. This bitch looks so much like me. I thought it was a picture of me on his nightstand, and I was just like, oh, this fucker has a definite type. Well, let me tell you, babe. I ain't got no type. Yo, if we, if we line up all my shits, you like, dude, what is the deal? Like, you just want somebody breathing? Girl. That Like, that's my Listen. type alive. I just want them to be, Listen. To be in inhale, exhale, air. That's it. I'm the same way. If you see, like, the guys I've dated, the dudes I've hooked up with, if you put them all together, you'd be like, where was she going? What is she doing? What what goal was she trying to achieve? No like goal. none of these dudes, I was just just trying to be with somebody. I was just trying to be somebody. Like it's they make no sense if you line them all up. I was none whatsoever. About, I'm solely talking about the men I used to date. As a, as a lesbian, I'm I'm much better, much 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 better. I better. So there's a theme as a lesbian that you got going. Well, I don't know who your uh, your demo is. But I love a slim femme butch, you know, slim mm. femme butch. So if you want me to explain that, so like there's parts of I her that I want to. That's give, that's can you give feminine. us an example. Uh, okay. okay, okay. Let's give you an example. Hmm. Like I like. You, do you know the DJ Sid? The DJ Sid that no. used to be in the um, group, the Internet. 
the white girl? No, she's black. Oh, Sid. No, I have to show you a picture. You don't know. Um, I want someone Sid who kind of has, who's kind of have like, like Janelle Monet vibes, like in terms of okay. like femme, right? But then they can mm-hmm. have a really short haircut. Like they could, do, I could do a short haircut. Okay, giving you old school push, giving you yeah. a short like, crop. Yes, a short crop, but femme, femme vibes like Janelle Monet. Oh, I have seen this human before. Okay, I know exactly <laughs> this human. This so, like, like haircut like that. How, I don't know how Sid identifies. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, um, Sid identifies as a, I, I would say a woman. Um, a DJ. Yeah, as a I identify DJ. as a DJ. <laughs> yes, yeah, a DJ. That's Sid, good. The, formerly Sid the Kid. Yes. Or Frisco. So, 28. do you know the the show Twenties on BET? No, I ain't got no cable. Damn. Dulce. But the main character, Hattie. I'm sorry. I'm the main sorry. character, Hattie, like, like I like that, but just maybe a little bit more femme. It's so like a Lena Waithe situation? Nah, nah, Lena, she, you know, she got three cuts in her eyebrows. She's number trouble. I don't want that. No, that's not. Oh, yeah. She, no, ma'am. She, she's very butch. What about Lena Waithe's, what is it, now ex-wife? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't really people. like her either. I don't really like her. That's the problem. I feel like we just don't have enough like well-known like lesbian black women in the industry. Yeah. Like, we got to push this. It's necessary. Like I want to see you a brown get sugar. Famous, I want a brown sugar, but for me, I don't see myself on the screen. What about me? You should I be deserve that. Sydney, you're so pretty and talented. I don't know. Okay, twenties. Oh, I've seen stuff on Instagram about this show. Oh, okay. I see the vibe. I see the campaign. Yeah, you see we that got one with right? natural hair, one with a bad weave and a hairline, and then Ooh, uh, it's the drag. <laughs> but the main I, character has short hair. Has short hair. I see the one with the short hair. Okay. Yeah, I want something like that, but maybe a little bit more femme. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. I, I mean, you saw you, you saw my ex. My ex was like very like yes. like femme, but also like had masculine energy. Yes, very giving you a best of both worlds. Yes, Montana situation. Yes, but also very dominant and just mm. had her shit together, successful. You know, I want somebody that's gonna get a little messy with me. I I, I don't want somebody letting yeah. me know that I ain't got my shit together. So. That's not fun. Shout out to my ex. She's fantastic. I love Adrian. We're still friends because I owe her money, but I love her so (laughs) She's like everything that I want in a person. And, um, you know, she's great. I love her. Sometimes you meet those people. Um, So, yeah, so that was awkward. Um, We have to talk about the scene because it's one. I can say... uh, you know what I think? I think Tay Diggs, I liked him better in these kinds of movies because I think they actually let him act. Because yes. like when he was like in The Best Man in the wood, like I yeah. feel like like he started going mainstream and he was just playing this generic ass human. Because like the scene in the um in the restaurant where he catches Reese with the trainer from the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way that he handled that in his character, I was like, oh, this is great because it was, because in that situation, you expect to see seething anger, right? 
Like you just caught your wife with another man. And so, but the way he presents it, because he comes up to her and he's like, hey, and she's like, hey. So we're trying to act like that we're not. It's, hi, I'm here to make a scene. And because like they're saying, hey, yeah. multiple times, but you can tell that the subtext is like, the fuck are you doing? Oh my God, you caught me. I can't believe this is happening. You're cheating on me. Oh, I'm sorry. But all they said was like, hey, four or five times and started laughing. But you could tell what the, like, what the subtext was. So I really liked that scene because the only person who's really visibly uncomfortable is Sydney. And that's not even her relationship. Well, because she just, she just wants, she wants her friend, her best friend to, um, be happy and obviously right. seeing his wife with another man is he's not happy but she's like right. I'm trying to be right or die I'm trying to be with you but she's like that's not her style I'm not she Sydney was not the oh yeah let's pull up on your 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 girl right now and see what she's doing that's not her 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 energy that's not her campaign but what about you what are you what are you into are you would you want that oh I've definitely helped somebody uh there was a girl, I'm not going to incriminate myself. What I'm going to say is that there are certain people you call when shit pops off. Mm-hmm. And I have received those phone calls and been like, all right, let me get my shoes on. And had to go, you know, assist a friend mm-hmm. in a situation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen very often, but it's been like a, all right, hey, I need you to come somewhere with me. I was like, Oh, I can drive. No, I need you to come somewhere with me. Ah, okay. It's only, I mean, it's very, there have been few and far between. Because usually when you get to that point, because they set it up really nicely in the movie where it was like, they kept grabbing each other's phones. Yeah. Which, so that, which is just not fucking happening. I mean, the phones were exactly, they had exactly the same phone. Yeah, but no, I'm going to know that that's my phone. And then like the whole day I'm without my phone. No, 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 no. That's well, it was like, it makes you think, like, because it's like, remember when cell phones started and there was nothing to look at? Yeah. So it was like, unless I was playing Snake or Tetris, because, like, I remember I used to work at a singular store when before it became uh, AT&T, and this man came in one Christmas and bought six of the same phone for his family and him because mm-hmm. a new phone had come out. There's no way they didn't, const- unless you put different cases on, there's no way they didn't know whose phone was whose. The backgrounds are all the same. The, the screen was only, it was a green screen with black letters on it. Mm-hmm. And all had the time. So unless you, I mean, I think I would know whether it was my phone or not. But also, if you were two business professionals and you know both of you niggas got the same phone, when you pick up the phone, when you go, hey, let me scroll to what my last call was to make sure this is my fucking phone. Yo, I'm putting a rhinestone or something on my shit. I'm just something just no on way. my shit. If I'm a business professional, I'm not gonna be having my phone, and especially if I'm doing dirt. Yeah, there's no way that my husband was gonna be able to get a hold of my phone. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. I gotta put black. I'd put a black tape strip or something. I'd put something on that fucking phone. No, sir. It'd be like, yes. honey, I put like a cute little like sticker or like, hey, I got a sticker or a picture of us. You know, there there would have been no fucking way we could have mixed those phones up. Yeah. But I love that scene because one, it was, you know, Tay Diggs really getting that. Like, it was an interesting scene because he doesn't really almost until the end kind of get ready to pop off. Yes. 
And then he's like, I'll go. I'll go. Don't, don't worry about it. Because it was like, yeah, can we get a bottle, bottle of champagne? Because I'm celebrating my, my divorce. divorce. That was, I, that is a good one. That's a good line. My but divorce. what I don't, right. But I think was wild was like, they kind of, there wasn't really anything in the movie that would, I mean, I, you know, you don't, you can't never justify cheating, but y'all just said got married. I mean, justify, not justify, but like qualify cheating as in, Y'all had just got married. I un- he had this woman as his best friend from before. There was no indication that she was cheating, but it also just seemed like a device to get rid of this woman so they could get together. The cheating thing didn't make any sense to me. Well, he kissed. He kissed Sydney before he got married. So. Right. But I mean, the wife cheating didn't make, I guess, because he was so busy with this yeah. record label that she just felt, um, but it was like, I don't even think it was a year that he was working on this record label. Also, you could just, you're a lawyer. You could, Also, that's your husband. You could go down there, hey, man, I know you've been here all night. Let me bring you something to eat. Or, you know, I know you're working. Hey, I'll be in the other room. Like, I've dated music producers before because I'm from Atlanta. Everybody does music. Okay, but brag. Not a brag. Not a brag. <laughs> not a brag at all. Um, Anybody can put somebody's album together, uh, especially if it's not for a label or anything. Um, I think that part of the story, it was kind of, a, it was kind of thrown away, even though it's him getting married propelled the story, but I don't think they handled the wet, the marriage ending correctly. No, because I understand she cheated. Right. Because it was like, Oh, I found out because this is the other thing. If he had her phone and how he found out, was her getting a message from that guy. If she didn't have her phone, how did she know how to meet that dude? Uh, maybe she had it synced up to a two-way or something like that? Oh, yeah, because somebody did ask, uh, that the yeah. Kelby did ask Kavi if he had a two-way. My mom had a two-way. They were very fun to mess with. They were good. Um, they were good. I didn't have enough money like- to get that, but yeah. I saw people who had them, and I was like, wow, what is that's wealth. <laughs> Yeah, because my mom had one for work. She used to work for what well, she worked Bell South turning the singular, singular turning the AT&T, and she was there for like all those changes. Um, but I think the only person that she could talk to was like either people from work or my uncle, because not everybody had two way pagers. If you just, were cool, you, know, you had one. If you were cool, I, if you were in the music industry, you had one. I mean, it was just the beginning of. I mean, it's the beginning of text messaging, truly. Um. But so yeah, that scene. Um, yeah, it was just it made it was so weird to me that I was just like, "Where is she cheating on him coming from?" But I, I mean, get the, you. I mean, mean the I mean the trainer was attractive. So and in past he was he was taller. <laughs> so it's basically, about she, a tall man with muscles is just like oh, I can't get over this. Uh, they're irresistible. I don't know. Sometimes they are. Um, I've been getting like when I was actually on dating sites, I would get a lot of like tall like guys. Like what sites were you on? I was on Bumble because that's the only one I ever got results from. Okay. Um, but like recently, like like in the last like couple years, I've been getting like really muscular 
really in shape guys matching with me. Mm. And I'm just like, what do you, what is, what is, what is this? I don't want to say it feels like a setup, but low key it feels like a setup. But maybe they want to be with a girl who's soft. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. His body's hard. You want to get with a girl whose body is hard? That just sounds painful. Like two rocks running into each other. Hey. Listen, I'm hey. not taking it back. Wait, just because, no, you don't have a hard body, Sydney. You're just oh, slim. girl, you don't know me. I am, I am bones. I am, you can There's start a difference a, between. You can start a, a fire with my arms. Look. <laughs> Look at this. If you rub, if you rub your legs together, does it sound like a cricket? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, because I think that's where most of my meat is in my legs and my butt. Okay, okay, Just, all you right. You know, if there's anybody listening, legs and butt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember you were trying to get me a man on your podcast and it didn't work? <laughs> oh, I know. I was trying, but I forgot. I was like, we mainly just have gay men and gay women and straight women who listen to the podcast. Mainly gay men. The most gay yeah. men. Yeah. I mean, they do love me. They but love you. The they love me, but they can't love me. Love me. They can't, you love, know? They can't love you the way you want to be loved. Yeah, because it ain't what we because we, we out here looking for the same thing. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Like mm-hmm. we 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 definitely understand each other's vibe. Yeah. Uh, we we definitely understand what the campaign. All right, y'all. We're gonna take a quick break, and then we'll be back. Hope you've been enjoying the show so far. Let's get back into it. I know what time it is. It's time for blah, 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 that black ass confession. We actually have music. I just like to do it different all the time. Oh, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> Miss Sydney. Yeah. Um, what is a iconic like black TV show or play or movie you haven't seen or like what black thing can you not do? Like for me, I've never seen a uh, Baby Boy or Baby's Kids. I have no intention of doing so. And I can't really play spades. I kind of understand it, kind of don't. Um, so, friend, what is your? And then I'll do mine. I was just giving you examples, but I'll do mine after you do yours. I could do it real quick. Was never really into the Cosby's. So sorry. Just like okay, every, everybody was like, "Oh, Mr. Huxtable, like he was icon dad." Nah, I'm sorry. I didn't even have a dad in my life, and I said, "Yeah, I don't want that dad. I'm all set." So. Yeah, great show for many people. Wasn't that into it. I really love Sailor Moon. I like it. Not not the same shows, but actually, actually Family Matters. Carl Winslow. I was here for that dad. I love a goofy, silly dad. Got some meat on his bones. Doing what he do. I honestly I can also I can I can attest to that. I watched it. But I wasn't pressed to watch it. No. But Family Matters, I had to watch. Had to watch. But Cosby Show was like, ah, if I miss it, I miss it. Okay. Um, let's see. What is my confession? Let's see. What's something? What's a movie that I think you might have seen that I haven't seen? Um, if Beale Street could talk. I haven't seen that. I didn't see that. 
okay, all but right. It was really important for us to watch that, and I did not watch that. Isn't I mean, isn't that like, isn't it just about another one of us getting <sighs> killed? Can we talk about that real quick? Just like slide in there. Yeah, I think I think the way they remix rom coms, I think they remix like black trauma a lot, and I think. Mm. I'm also, I don't think I need to see another slave movie ever in my life. I think I've got it. I think I get it. I'm good. I think I the, even the way you flip it and reverse it, I'm still like, yeah, none of this is appealing. I won't know. Uh-huh. I don't want to see it. And so I no, but if Beale Street Could Talk was really good, I just, yeah, just, mm. I missed it. And also now on the internet, you can kind of figure out what a whole movie is about just by people post for it. Yeah, I watched the Central Park Five. I watched that on Netflix and that just fucking made me upset and angry and livid. And, and just, see, I couldn't watch that. I couldn't watch it. made me mad. Because, uh, oh yeah, the When They See Us. When They See Us. I had a white friend call me like while I was watching that and I said, you're blocked. We're just blocking you I, for the I week. Can't, I can't, I can't talk to you. Yeah, can't we're talk not talking to you. Right to you. I'm sorry, Zach. Uh, just, it's, you're, I'm done with you for this week. Do you think we'll see a return to like the really like the black rom-coms of like the early 2000s with your best mans and, you know, brown sugar and love Jones and love and basketball and all the other shit? I mean, they tried to give us a love story with Queen and Slim and I need I need it is imperative. I mean, this is my this is me, too, as a as an as an artist, as a creator, I got to get my hands on a computer and I need to type what I want my rom-com to be. I can't just wait on people to put it out there for me, but I need to do, Mm. I need everybody to do better. It's just like, I don't need to see this there. I want, uh, I want a silly dumbass something about Mary. I would love to see that but with black people like we have the ability to be goofy yeah. and it doesn't have to be, you know, extreme. It doesn't have to be okay. Tiffany had Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart, but it's just like, we need to see us. That'd be, be too people. silly. Yeah. We, we need, uh, to be, be we need us silly. to be in love and be silly and fall into a manhole and just dumb shit that happens in these other movies that it's just like, well, this is universal. Yeah, like the wedding singer, like shit like that. Like I think it's because that was like kind of that was very the wedding singer was very fun and very much a rom com. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, and it was so funny. Yeah, because I think sometimes with black rom coms, it's like, hey, we're in love, we're black, and, you know, and you know we're going out here, we're going to love each other, you know, we're black, and I'm like, hey, man, I completely understand what we're doing. I completely love this. I get it, but like. I want to see, like, it would be great to see a mainstream LGBTQIA rom-com. Yeah. It'd be fun to see, you know, because we got Crazy Rich Asians. That was an Asian rom-com. And that was, it was beautiful and well-produced. And I heard, was there was, I heard there were some holes in that, too. But, you know, we're not perfect. I'm not here to give you the pitch perfect of whatever we just got to throw things at the wall and put it out there and then it's going to expand and it's just going to open the doors for more things like this and better how about that okay so what is the biggest thing people should take away from watching this movie if you are attracted to human beings um, Mm. make sure your best friend don't have any qualities that you would want 
significant other that's just that like it's crazy because you know my best friend is marie faustin and she Mm -hmm. is she's she's an alien she's so funny she's beautiful she's so talented i mean i spend so much time with her we talk every day and obviously i'm gay and i would i would love you know someone to look similar to her but not like her i don't know but she's so mean and um so mean she's so closed off at times that she's so that's mean. not what i would want in a significant other so that's why i'm not attracted to her but everything else i'm I, like she's great oh we, she makes me laugh I, like even when i'm sad like my saddest days i'll call marie and she makes me feel better and i would want that in a partner but i would but you mad it. for a friend Ain't i would driving yeah 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 it's true but i'm like i don't i could not date her i wouldn't i mean I wouldn't want to have sex with her because she seems aggressive and like I'm so like <laughs> what I'm doing and I feel like she would laugh at me if I couldn't find her clit. Like, you know, I, I just don't. <laughs> so if you could cast. If you could create your own black rom-com. Mm. One, what would the backdrop be? Hip hop, basketball, the would it be themed or would it just be just a general film? Okay. Crazy throwing this out there. Love mm. a rom-com happening at a what DMV. Interesting. Yes. Between two co-workers that work at the DMV. Who would your who would you who would your love interest be? Who would your cast be? Caspi, obviously, because my friends are um, incredible, and I want yes. my friends in a movie, and not just like celebrities who we all know right now. It's all about the up and coming. Okay, true, true. Um, in this rom com, um, I would want my best friend to be Dwayne Perkins. That's who I would want okay. in this rom com. He's okay. good. Can so me, so he's, you're in it. You're in it. I'm yes. in it, obviously. I'm yes. going to be. Love it. Love I'm gonna it. Love be, it. I'm going to so be the, in there. So you're the ingenue? Okay. Yes. Um, and then my love interest, crazy, going to mm. throw it out there. Mm. Zainab Johnson. Okay. <gasps> Zainab is. You couldn't even see us together. You. That's why this is, this is perfect. Because you're both too pretty. No. Yes. I'm, go- I'm so goofy. Shut up, Sydney. It's I'm so too goofy. pretty. No. No, bitch. No. You don't want that? No. You're too pretty. That's rude. And honestly, that doesn't even make sense. I'm missing it's a tooth. I'm missing a tooth. I'm relatable. Stop it. No one Let knows me you. Live. You're not missing a tooth. Shut your face. I am missing you, a tooth. I'm missing a tooth on the side. You want to see? Are you missing any of the show teeth? No, as my friend Mike teeth. Humphrey likes to say. No, no the show teeth. If it's not a, sh- listen. If it's a molar, no one gives a fuck. If it's the they show give teeth, a fuck. molars. If you smile, can you see his face? I mean, I have to work on my smiling, but yeah. Exactly. Shut up, Sydney. I want to thank Sydney Washington for joining me on the show today. We had too much fun talking about 
Sydney's dream romantic comedy, agree we do not need to see any more movies about black trauma, and how Brown Sugar shows us we shouldn't date our best friends. I want to thank you guys for listening. Our creator and producer of the show is Judith Carbo. Our supervising producer is Rebecca Steinberg. Our music composer and supervisor is Brendan Solomon Lynch. Our audio engineer is Jessica Gutierrez. Our executive producer is Jason Smith. And I'm your host, Dulce Sloan. So join us next time on That Black Ass Show. A podcast network.